Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the Christmas five minutes and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're studying trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. when you turned it off because I was like kind of rocking here, you know, in my hey, office. <laughs> hey, hey, look, that's that, that, that old school, <laughs> that old oh, school yeah. Well, I was born and raised in, in, in Cabrini Greens in Chicago, Illinois, if that tells you my story. So you, you hit a nerve when you started playing that music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to I'm hear wide that. awake now. Yeah, you have my attention okay. now. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, today. And you did my, my name okay. It's oh, Clementina thanks. Marie, and then the Italian part is Giovanetti. Clementina Marie Giovanetti. Yeah. Giovanetti. I like that. That's how I got a little sexual sensuous ring to Giovanetti. Oh! 
Now, I just had my 63rd birthday, so don't be going there on that sexy stuff. Mm. Well, listen, I got you beat for a few years, so I'm still Oh, do you? <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> well, let me give you a little yeah. brief introduction, Ms. Clementina. Okay. Is, um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> national best-selling author, uh, a knowledge author on dream interpretation and a spiritual matters and intuitive spiritual maverick, spiritual mentor. Um, she's a gifted healer, a TV host of Spiritual Wisdom TV. For nearly 40 years, uh, she's graced the airways nationwide with her extraordinary gift of sight and profound wisdom about all spiritual matters. Hopefully I didn't leave out anything. Also, she's the author of Jesus, uh, a Roman centurion, a past left memoir, the best-selling guide to spiritual interpretation of your dreams and miracles and a prophetic message from an angel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I've been busy. Yes, you have. <laughs> and that's good. That's good. I would always like to think that our lives uh, on this earth means more to us than walking on ads every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's from the moment I came in in 1955, man, I hit it. I, I didn't waste time. It was like I had a bucket list that I knew I had to get done. So I just started working at a real young age. Mm-hmm. So where do we want to begin today? <laughs> well, um, well, I guess we can begin it. Uh, I guess what is uh, see, what is uh, well, first part. I always have issues with dreams, like I'm sure most people. You know, um, we can start yeah. with that. Um, okay. You know, most of us, including myself, you know, I have a dream, and when I first wake up in the morning, I, it, you know, it's kind of fresh there, and I'm going to recall it later, but after that, it's gone. Yeah. Okay, so let me give one tip. So the best-selling guide to spiritual interpretations of your dreams That is kind of like a handbook for everyone, since everyone does dream on a nightly basis. However, many people have a real difficult time in remembering their dreams, and most people don't have a clue what their dreams are even trying to tell them. So one of the things that everyone can do, Lamont, before they actually wake up in the morning So there you are, you've got this fabulous dream experience, and all of a sudden you're basically coming back to the consciousness, the conscious, physical consciousness. And rather than opening up your eyes or turning on a light or to take notes to start, some people think about a dream journal. The best way is to keep your human eyes closed. That's really, really important. And have a voice-activated recorder, or even if your phone can do something like that. And keep your eyes closed. Stay in that frequency. It's kind of like that phone call or that movie that you're still watching. You know, you're still in that other room, that other dimension. And just start vocalizing what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're sensing. Because the moment you open up your humanistic eyes, it's like a disconnection. It's like literally hanging up the phone from the dream world. And once that sunlight from this earth, the planet, that light hits your human eyes, you're done. 
you're disconnected. Now, you might, like if you're washing dishes or taking the dog out for a walk and you're doing something really relaxing and then you go introverted again and you start, you know, reflecting and this, I had that dream. You Then if your focus is inward again, you might start picking up fragments of your dreams again. But generally it's, it's defragmented and it's kind of lost, right? You kind of like misplace some of the pieces. So that's one thing. And why, why should we even remember them? Because they really are telling us how we are doing as an incarnated soul on earth. They're, it's a mirror reflection. They're telling us the story about episodes or situations in our everyday life. And, and our role in that relationship or our role in that job, how we're doing, are we allowing other people to frighten us, to intimidate us, to dominate us, whereby we become basically in a, an emotional paralysis where we can't move in the dream, we can't run away in the dream, we can't scream in the dream, right? And we're frightened. Everyone has that experience one time or another. So it's kind of like a report card almost in some ways, helping us so that we can see ourselves from another perspective and it will tell us in a very clear message we need to work on this. You need to get your power back. Why are you allowing this person to frighten you or to intimidate you or have control over you or to abuse you? Interesting. Explain to me, because I'm sure don't know, the difference between uh, a question here in regards to lucid dreaming. Uh, dreaming versus lucid dreaming, I guess there's a difference. Yeah, lucid dreaming is not really the dream itself. Like some people will call it, well, I had a lucid dream. What it, what they're really trying to say, Lamont, is that they are a lucid dreamer. And what the difference is, is that when they go to sleep at night, although their physical human body falls asleep, they remain completely awakened on a conscious level. And now they've entered into what you would refer to as the dream world. In most cases, people, their souls, their spiritual self, will leave their physical bodies and they will experience out-of-body experiences or astral projections. And they will enter into different dimensions of consciousness. And they are fully conscious, aware that, in fact, they left their body they are now perhaps communicating with loved ones who have passed on, just picking up the relationship or conversation where they left off. They're traveling to other cities or countries, perhaps, where they visited before. So the lucidity means that the dreamer is fully aware on a conscious level, okay, I'm done with the physical plane. I'm done with what they call the third dimension. Now I'm going to enter into basically the spiritual realm, the soul's consciousness. And it's just like another dimension. That's all it is. They're not, they're not viewing it like, oh, it's just something you know, I'm dreaming about because I had too much pizza and, and you know, beer last night. They're aware that they're in another dimension as a consciousness and experiencing whatever it is that's taking place, and then they return back 
to the physical dimension and the third dimension. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have had communication with loved ones who have passed on. And all of a sudden they found themselves like at the dining room table or a buffet table or something like that. And they're picking up like, oh, you know, hi, so good to see you. Hey, you're looking really good. You know, we miss you. Oh, what's happening down there? You know. And then they come back and they're like, wow, that was really not, that felt so real, you know, like I saw grandma last night or, you know, grandpa last night. So that's lucid dreaming. When you are completely aware on a conscious level of yourself as a spiritual being and that, in fact, your consciousness can disconnect temporarily from this third dimension, this physical dimension, and it can go to other dimensions where other souls do exist as well. And communicate with them and experience life as well. It's a big cookie, that's isn't it, to take on? <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting to say that. I was like, what? <laughs> but everybody kinda, does it. Kinda, everybody does it every be, night. But then when I put words to it and tell people, like mirror them, like, and this is what you did last night, then their mouths drop. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a dream. So, you weren't just dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dreaming kind of like that word i don't like dream the word you know dream interpretation because it's kind of like a catch-all you know and people and that's what my book does it's like it breaks it down chapter by chapter by chapter and i i organize it all like okay so i take other people's experience you know from the multitude of, of, of shows i've done people i've interviewed on the show and people that have called in and so forth and and I take their example, you know, their so-called dream experience, and then I explain it, what it's all about. And people are shocked. But what it does do is it, like, dots the I's and crosses the T's. Oh, no wonder it felt so real, you know? Yeah, because it was. But they never see themselves. People have lost perspective, Lamont, that they are spirit. They are a soul, and their consciousness can exist with or without a body, and that at nighttime when our physical body goes to sleep, as souls, basically people are just having out-of-body experiences, and they're going to many different dimensions and experiencing many different things, and then they bring it back with them into their physical dimension again. And then they're kind of like confused or puzzled by all of this because it felt so real. And it's amazing to me because I've been intuitive and awakened ever since I was incarnated in this lifetime that it's like, didn't you ever think for a minute that like it was real? <laughs> you know, yes, it was real. But it's kind of hard, you know, because our everyday formal education and even traditional religions, they don't really explore this. They don't go there, you know. It's kind of like everybody's doing it at night, but nobody's talking about it during the daytime, you know. Is there a situation uh, that some people dream more than others? Um, yes, I found people that, um, you know, like if, if they're, they're really, um, well, one of the things would be like if they're really creative, okay, if they're very creative people, um, if they're artists or graphic designers, uh, musicians, 
um, tailors, you know, painters, people that are really, really creative will have extraordinary, colorful dreams. And they kind of use that portal um, in their out-of-body state to really tap into. You know, that's where they're really able to, like, set themselves free, to really explore this creativity, you know. And then they'll bring it back into the third dimension, um, which is very restrictive and limited and so many boundaries. But in their, in their dream state, you know, it's like whatever. Um, and then the other people would be people that are really going through difficult times that are very frightened, um, and they'll have even reoccurring dreams. And it's kind of like the same saga is repeating itself over, like, you know, why am I back in, you know, elementary school or high school again? You know, I haven't been in school in 40 years, and, you know, and every night, like, I can't find the classroom, <laughs> you know? What's, what is this all about, Clementina? So stress will bring on more activity and creativity will bring on more dream activity that's an excellent question that's really really good question right, because, and people because dream in black really... and white and then there are others lamont that dream in color and and nobody knows the difference except like because i'm here in the i'm the mediator right so i get to talk to thousands of people all the time and and that's how i even realize because i always dream in color but there are people there's a segment of people that actually just dream in black and white. And an interesting note on that is people that are born blind or have lost their human sight, do they dream? And and what do what do they dream? And people who have lost their human sight actually do dream and even dream in color. So even though their human eyes may not allow them to see the human dimension, the physical dimension, through their third eye they're able to see the world. It's amazing. So what their human eyes don't allow them to see, their astral eye does allow them to see. And they have shared so many, oh my God, the way they describe things to me. And they're getting that information or firsthand uh, experience from their third eye. It's just amazing, rather than their human eyes. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it is. And what I also found amazing was the fact that you mentioned that uh, creative Types would tend to um, dream a little bit more uh, than the norm, and I was wondering how much did society play into that? Because um, I know society plays a lot into the stress factor, which um, could also. Well, I think cr the the creative people that I have talked with and met, or have done interviews with. You know, they're always stretching their boundaries and limitations and restrictions. You know, they've got like an appetite, a hunger, a desire deep inside of them that the normal everyday world uh, just doesn't satisfy them. So they, they have to go literally outside of themselves. They have to go outside of the box and gener to find that fulfillment, you know, for their own personal needs. And generally, you know, they're, they're, they just, they were born that way, you know. And society is rather robotic 
you know, it's pretty much conform and obey, you know, and the rules and regulations. And, you know, and there's a hierarchy that pretty much tells us what to do and tries to program us and control us and dominate us and uses fear in a lot of, you know, of their, through their manipulation. So creative people are like not interested in any of that. You know, they just they just know that they're different and they have to they just follow a different tune. They really do. And they're not afraid. They're not afraid of judgment by other people. So if they find, you know, another portal, another way to tap into something else to tap into that gives them that freedom of expression, you know, to experience this other dimension, music, like Amadeus Mozart was, oh, my God, like he never even wrote the music, you know, he was in that other dimension, and the music was already there, and was already completed, and then he would sit, and he heard it, you know, first, he experienced it first, where did he get that, and then in his third dimension, physical dimension, in his human body, then he would sit down, you know, by candlelight and ink and pen and feather, and he would just write the whole entire score. He didn't create the score. So where did he get that? Because they're able to tap. They're not afraid. They can tap into that other dimension. You know, it's called universal knowledge, universal truth, where there's nothing new. Everything is, everything is already you know, in existence. And it's just up to us as a consciousness, you know, if we wish to tap into it and then bring it through our human forms and manifest it in this dimension. Clementina, chat with us a little bit more about recalling the dream. Cause I'm kind of stuck on that one too, because I have a lot of them. And I, I call, tell Do myself you? I'm going to remember that. I say I'm going to remember that, you know, when I get up and go to the restroom, I think I was yeah. just dreaming. I'm going to remember that. And then, it's gone in the morning. Well, I think a lot of I think a lot of a lot of people really struggle, Lamont, about remembering or recalling their dream because they really don't necessarily they haven't been brought up to put a priority on recalling their dream. You know, a lot of folks, Lamont, tell me, Oh, Clementina, you know, I just want to go to bed at night. You know, I'm tired. Right. I had to take care of the kids, you know, and the husband, I got a job and the dog. And so when I go to bed at night, I'm done. You know, I hit that pillow, you know, and like it's OK, you know, if it's a romantic little movie or, you know, a fun little thing. But if it starts getting complicated, right, like it's really like, you know, demanding my attention and wants answers and wants me to make up, you know, decisions, you know, it's like, I don't want to partake in this. I just want to go to bed. You know, I just want to go to sleep. So I think that's one that people have kind of disconnected or severed themselves or not really have been given the opportunity to fully comprehend or understand the significance and the purpose of our dreams or dreaming, the process of dreaming at night. And with that being said, I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why most people don't remember because it's not as if when before they go to sleep at night they go okay enough with the physical world right i'm going to disrobe now for my human personality now i'm just going to be my real true spiritual divine self a soul consciousness i'm multidimensional, and this is my list these are the things i want to work on 
you know. I'm not sure what I should do about my boss. I'm not sure about which direction I should go with this relationship. You know, I'm, I'm struggling now with a medical condition. You know, can I really heal this, right? So can I transmute it? So people don't prepare themselves. Like they're not really taking full advantage of what they are equipped with at birth, and it's called dreaming. You know, it's a whole nother process, a whole nother dimension of our existence that God has given us. And people just disconnect it. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, I had this dream last night, right? But they don't really align themselves with it before they go to sleep at night and actually, you know, synchronize with it, have their questions ready or say, I want to work on this or I want to work on that. As if with full acknowledgement and awareness, like this is another dimension of me. You know, now I'm able to tap into universal knowledge. Now I can go to like this library and get the answers, you know, that I, that I need so that I can take it back with me here on this third dimension, you know, and, and, and use it you know, for my benefit. People, it's just that disconnect. They, they're they just so busy, Lamont, and so occupied in what I call this matrix, this artificial reality, this man-made reality, and just, cha- you know, like a hamster just going round and round. And it's like so distracting, and it keeps people so busy all the time. And then when their soul is trying to get their attention at night, and like trying to help them to process through their human life and what's taking place and their emotions they're feeling and so forth like that, they're just plumb too tired, you know? And since they, this isn't a class at elementary school, it's not a class in college, it's not a class in the university, it's kind of like just been ignored by our formal education process, you know? So people just... But- it's kind of like something they just kind of like bump into every now and then, and they really don't know what to do. That's why I highly recommend your audience to read my book, The Best-Selling Guide to Spiritual Interpretations of Your Dreams, because it really is a gift. It's a gift that God has given us that he like, you know, like what else do I need to put in this human package? And he put this in there too, the dream process, and it was there to help us as well, and to heal us and give us clarity and understanding and wisdom, you know. And so people just aren't aligning themselves with it and taking advantage of it at all. I mean, it's right there, but they're just, they don't even realize what a great portal it is. I think that's why I mentioned uh, society earlier on because that's what I was thinking too. That uh, everybody in this, I said Western, uh, Western civilization anyway, we haven't been taught anything about that, and we're on this thing like uh, a hamster on this wheel, like you mentioned. We're so busy running, running day to day to day to day to day on the survival mode. And I could definitely see where the disconnect would come in. And I guess uh, the majority of the people don't even know they're disconnected. So I guess... uh, You're absolutely right. They don't know. And yet they can't seem to refrain themselves, Lamont, from saying no. (laughs) It's like, but I need those shoes. I need that designer purse. You know, I need the better car. I need more money. 
and they have forgotten who and what they are. They're a spiritual being. They're a child of God that just happened to choose to incarnate into a human body and have a human experience. And their incarnation is so short. I mean, unfortunately for some souls, but that's what they signed up for prior to coming into their incarnation. They've only had a life made for 20 years or 30 years, and they die tragically, you know, from violence, drug abuse, or something like that. And, but then the average, people live 50, 60 years old. But Lamont, what's 50, 60 years compared to lifetime, eternal? I mean, it's not even as big as a postage. So why they get so obsessed with this matrix, with this artificial reality, I don't know. Because no matter how much they spin on that hamster wheel, they're never, ever going to feel, be filled, sat, being, feel satisfied. It's never, ever, ever going to feed their soul. Because at the end of the day, they're not their bodies. They're not their human personalities. They're a spiritual being. They're a soul. And only God's love and God's presence and God's truth can feed your soul. So why people today more than ever are just literally losing their minds and just going after so many illusions, I'll never get it. I really don't, because at the end of the day, the void, the hole, the emptiness that they feel in their soul, in their chest, is only going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's no money, there's no power, there's no sex, there's no jewelry, there's no clothes, there's nothing that can take the place of something real. And in my lifetime, the only thing I found real was God's love and God's presence. That was the only thing that was real. All this other stuff is just make-believe. That's all it is. But they're really good at marketing it, you know, and really getting people to believe that they need this, right, in order to be – you need white teeth. Of course, everybody needs to have white teeth, and everybody needs artificial teeth, and everybody needs Botox so your muscles don't move, right? Okay, so, you know, it's like – I mean, like, really? Okay. So how deep is the insanity? I mean, I think I think they're really they they've really lost sight and it is my opinion they are going the wrong way Maybe. because we were only supposed to be visiting, you know. That's it. <laughs> visiting, you know, we're a soul, we're a child of God. And we decided to come into a human body and come on this crazy planet called Earth. And we were only supposed to be visiting for a little while, you know? You know, just see one of God's creations. Oh, look at this planet. Oh, isn't it beautiful, right? Oh, that's an oak tree. That's nice. We weren't supposed to go mad and lose sight of ourselves and become these robotic, obedient servants or slaves to an artificial reality. That doesn't even exist. So that's where you've hit it. Where this is what dreams are all about. Dream, the dream world is our freedom. It gives us the opportunity to help us, to remind us who and what we really are. Because through the dream world, 
we're soul, we're spiritual being, and we're having all of these experiences and can receive so much enlightenment and truth. And then we're supposed to take that and stay awake, stay awake, don't forget who you are and what you are, and then integrate that into our human life so that our souls, our spiritual self, are the masters, not our physical body, our personality. Our physical body and our personality are supposed to be our servants, and we, the soul, the child of God, supposed to be the master, and we supposed to be in charge. But unfortunately, and how they did this to the human race, but they did it, they've got everybody flipped, and now the personality and the human bodies are in charge. It's crazy. And how many pairs of shoes do you need <laughs> in your closet? <laughs> it's crazy. I have a question for you. Do you have an exercise? <laughs> not or, not mad, uh, right? From from a girl from Chicago, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> is there an exercise, or is there something that you could tell our listeners for our workaholics, for our robots, that that could help? You know, at the end of one of those frantic, crazy work days, that they can calm their minds before they go to sleep. Well, something else, great, I'm glad you brought that up. Something else that I've, I've, I've just developed recently that I did in my private practice for many, many years is that in, in addition to being an intuitive and a healer and dream interpreter and all these other things, the only thing I did go to school for was to become a holistic uh, hypnotherapist because a lot of my clients were men, you know, and men – are kind of like computers, uh, you know. Uh, uh, oh, what, 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 wait a minute! Wait, wait, wait! What are you about, <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of your class are men. What you trying yeah. to say? I mean, they're you know Lamont. They just come in, you know, to my my office, and they're like, okay, I want to stop smoking. Okay, like how many times is this going to take? Okay, like let's just get it done. Okay. <laughs> And it's like, don't you have a software? You know, can't you just like program me? Okay. To, yeah. Matter of fact, I can. Okay. <laughs> You're so lucky day. I'm, I'm downloading, you know, free software and all the, all you guys. Okay. So, so, the, so they can go to YouTube or they can go to www.patreon.com slash self hypnosis. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash self-hypnosis. And you go check it out if you like as well. And what I've done is I've got a bunch of self-hypnosis videos on there for personal application. So rather than people coming to my office, scheduling appointments, having, you know, leave their office, come to my office, sit in the waiting room and all of that, and unfortunately having to pay a full office fee, you know, they can literally download the self-hypnosis video. That's exactly what I would do in my office anyway, you know, and and they could use it then as often as they want. And one of them that I've created was just for that. It's hip, it's it's I think it was called calming calming something, calming mindfulness for the overachievers, okay, hypnosis. And basically it's for those people that are so just like 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 their engine just never stops. They're full throttle all the time during the day. They're so into the game, the mind game, the matrix game. So then when they're when it's time for them to go to sleep, they just can't disconnect. I mean, they just can't turn it off. 
their engine is still running full throttle. And these are the, the like these are burnouts. I mean, these kind of guys, I've dealt with so many millionaires in my clientele over the years, burnouts and celebrity burnouts that I've had to try to help. And they just fry. They just fry themselves out. And so this particular hypnosis video is perfect. And you can do it every night. And basically, I lullaby you to sleep. You know, I'm, I'm calming you down. I'm bringing your engine from full throttle, you know, to just calm down and breathe. <laughs> and it's okay to let go. You know, your, your fortress, your matrix, unfortunately or fortunately, is still going to be there tomorrow morning, you know, when you return, when you wake up. And then you'll start it all over again. So patreon.com slash self-hypnosis, and it's there in the pile of all these other great. I've got stop smoking, lose weight, building up your confidence, ending a relationship, you know, attracting love, attracting abundance, on and on and on. Boy, we can't miss you, boy. You got all the hot topics going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Childbirth, relaxation. If somebody's having a baby, I've got that to help them through natural childbirth. Yeah, relaxation and deep sleep hypnosis, you know, to really help you sleep. And yeah, 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 healing your inner child. Yeah, it's all there, patreon.com slash self-hypnosis. The, the best part of it, okay, it's a dollar a month. That's all it is, a dollar a month subscription, okay? And you get to use as many as you want and as often as you want. And you have to come to my office and pay me 150 bucks per, per each session. That's why I created it, because I'm all about helping people, and it was like, you know, this is crazy, and I got clients from all over the world now, so it's like, you know, so I created the platform, and it's helping a lot of people. That's fantastic. That's great. That is great. But listen, for those that just joined us, uh, we are speaking to Ms. Clementina Marie, and um, don't be afraid to press number one on your phone. We'd like to hear from you, and I'm sure you got a, a million questions, and trying to find out how to go to sleep and don't have those crazy <laughs> dreams. And if you do, what you could do about them. So just press number one on your phone. Let us hear from you. It's all right. Had to put that one out there. Oh, I'm sorry, 646-929-2870. If you don't have it, it's 646-929-2870. Just press number one on your phone. That's all you got to do. Yeah, got that one out. So, Clementina, let's talk a little bit about healing dreams. Yeah, let's, I mean, beyond um, getting your power back, taking your power back, Lamont, from people, you know, that allowed themselves to be intimidated or frightened or controlled or abused by somebody, I, I would still classify that as a healing dream, mental, emotional, maybe even physical you know, if they were being physically or sexually abused as well. So in the dream state, the same saga is going to occur. The abuser will make him or herself known, or if it's a group of people, will make themselves known. And it's so important. I, I've always, whenever I've had a challenge, I've always called out to God. Always. I just call out to God. When it's just me and I'm outnumbered and I got a bunch of bad dudes in the dream, you know, I'm calling out for Father all the time. Because I always know if I ask for it, I'm going to receive that courage and that strength and that fortitude to rise above whatever my iniquities are and my challenges and my fears are. So at the end of the day, 
you want to take control of the outcome of the dream. You want to take your power back. And so if, in fact, you've allowed someone to take advantage of you or to hurt you in your awakened state, and it will reflect itself and repeat itself in your dream state, and that's where the paralysis comes in, when people can't run away from their assailant or they can't scream, you know, they just, they're they're immobilized. This is because you've given your power over to someone outside of yourself. So you need to be aware of what's happening, and you need to make that conscious choice to stop running, turn around, face your assailant, and get your power back. You need to face up to your fears. So that's one kind. The other kind would be I had a couple ladies over the years that have called into shows, and they were always like, how would I say, just they would never even disrobe, you know, they wouldn't feel comfortable at all about being naked, you know, even in their own bedroom or anything like that at all. And I said, well, you need you need to start experimenting, you know, in the dream world, you know, in the dream world, you know, find your safety, find your security, you know, just start disrobing in the dream world so that you can come to accept you know, your human body and be at one with it, you know, and not feel so intimidated by your nakedness. And sure enough, you know, one by one, they started having these naked dreams. And I'll never forget one time a lady called me on the show back again. She goes, hi, it's me. And I go, oh, hi, how are you? Nice to hear from you again. So how's how's your naked dreams going? She goes, I'm naked right now. <laughs> she was calling me. <laughs> well, that's better. <laughs> that's, hey, look, that's better than I'm working at a club now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it worked. <laughs> she got her confidence. And she was an elderly lady. So she was brought up, you know, like in the 30s and 40s, you know, where people were really you know, frigid and prudish, if I could use that word. And there was a lot of taboo, you know. So she just had a lot of what I would call bad programming, you know, not really healthy programming, you know. And so she learned to negate her body, you know, just from childhood, whatever her mother or grandmother told her, you know. And then as a grown woman, you know, it was a local show, and I was on on a regular basis, and she was listening to me on a regular basis. And then one night she had the courage, and she told me, you know. And I gave her instructions what to do, and it was so funny. I mean, the host just about fell off his chair, you know. She goes, I'm naked right now. (laughs) 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 I've helped a few people along the way. Well, if anyone wants to get to know more about me or my books or my private practice or my Patreon self-hypnosis pages, I mean, on and on and on and on, um, you know, they're more than welcome to connect with me through my website. And that's www.spiritualwisdomtv.com. So www.spiritualwisdomtv.com. And all my books are there. And, of course, my books are available worldwide on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and all of that. But it will be the cover and full description and reviews. And then all Patreon, all the hypnosis videos are there. And what I do in my private practice is there. So... I'm just going to keep helping people until I'm not here no more. (laughs) Well, that's a gift within itself, 
and uh, we're definitely going to check out your your videos. Question: Would you definitely would you say that whatever a person is dealing with in his awakened state would trigger his dreams? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, one hundred percent. Whether they're and, whether they're whether they're positive or negative. Yeah, positive or negative. So one one of the stories in the book is about. Um, uh, an IBM guy, and you know they in on a regular basis he's with IBM for like fifteen or twenty years, and you know so he was getting relocated quite often, and um, up until that point, you know he was just waiting for his boss, you know, to call him into the office and said, okay, you know we're promoting you or relocating you, and you got to move, and you know you got thirty days, and so forth and so forth. But one one night he had this dream, and it was about relocation, you know, and there he was, he was at this new place and, you know, he was actually telling the movers, you know, where to put the furniture and everything like that. And he was like, wait a minute, I I didn't know, my boss hasn't called me into the office, you know, when he woke up the next morning, what do you mean I'm moving? What do you mean I was telling a mover, you know, where to put all this furniture, right? And so he called the show and he said, Clementine, what should I do? Like I had this dream, you know? And as I read him and read the intention of the dream, I go, you're moving. So if you don't want to move, if you don't want to be relocated, you need to go into your boss's office. And he's like, well, what am I going to tell him? He's going to think I'm a kook, right? I go, it doesn't matter. Go into the office and just say hi. Hi, Bob. You know, And say, by the way, me and my wife discussed it, and we really don't want to move. We don't want to get relocated. We really like it here, okay? And he's like, you really? And I'm like, yeah, don't say anything else. And then just sit back and watch his jaw drop, okay? So he did. So he goes in, the, in his boss's office next day or whatever, and he does it, right? Yeah, you know, me and my wife, you know, and he played right into the guy. It was so much fun. And then his boss looked at him and said, how did you know we were relocating you? <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. So he was having a precognitive dream. And I was so confident in its accuracy and what it was telling him that I just thought, let's have some fun with his boss. So he went into the office and told him. And then he said, no, I don't want to move. And that was the end of it, and he didn't get to move. It was like a you know checker you know, game or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I had the upper hand through this guy. It was great. So, you know, they, we do have precognitive dreams. Now, now, another foreboding side would be I get a lot of women that call me Lamont on the show all the time or in my private practice as well. And let's say they meet a guy, they meet a, you know, and they start dating him, you know, if they met him online, match.com or whatever like that, and they start dating him. And, you know, their morals or their principles have, you know, really like they're, they're not into casual sex and they'll say, no, you know, we're just dating, we're just getting along, I just want to be friends, you know. And, you know, the guy's not really jumping up and down about this, right? He's more sexually aggressive. Unfortunately, a lot of my girls will have really what they would consider a real frightening experience, a nightmare experience, where that guy actually shows up in their dream state and is taking sexual advances of them, right? Almost to the point like a rape, a sexual assault, like there's, they're in a dream. The next thing you know, it this man is on top of them, right? Whoa! Hey, I hope they can't take yeah. that in no court. Else we're gonna be in trouble. No, no, no. This is kick butt stuff. Yeah, 
You know, this is when you really send them in another universe, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's the physical awake state, human state, you know, with your human body, or if it's in the astral plane in your dream world, okay? If that dude shows up in, in, in what you perceive your bedroom in a dream state, and he's just determined, right, to get what he wants, and you haven't given him to in the physical plane, so he found another way to get it, mm-mm, send him to another kingdom. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's the same kind of violation. It don't matter if and, – and, you know, a lot, and a lot of crimes like that, violations, rape, occur in the dream state because they really can get away with it. You know, they could basically get what they want, and then what? Then the woman wakes up and says, that guy raped me in my dream last night. Yeah. I mean, outside of me, who's really going to believe them, right? So, and what I tell my women, typical to what I did to the IBM guy, same type of thing. I go, you contact that dude, okay? You sit down in a public place in a little coffee restaurant, whatever, you know, and you look at him straight in the eye. And you tell him, I didn't appreciate what you did to me last night, okay? I'm well aware of what you did to me. And no means no on any plane, okay? And we're done. And the women have got to use that as a validation, a messaging from God and from the soul of the real intention of that person as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Do do uh, do you or would you uh, connect people that talk in their sleep uh, with a dream? Say that one more time. I want to make sure, Lamont, I understand what you're asking. On occasions, you hear t- different people make statements or talking while they're asleep. You oh, they're talking while they're sleeping. Talking, yeah. Yeah, like their spouse or their mate or somebody is like, you were talking last night, yeah, while you were sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just the leakage from the, the other dream. dimension. So what <laughs> – so spouses, listen up, okay? <laughs> you better listen up to what your partner's talking about at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's where their mind's at. That it might reveal to some of their daily activities, okay? What they're doing. <laughs> yeah, who they're cooking up with and connecting with and and they're just continuing it on in the dream dimension. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just the leakage. You know, it's kinda like it's kinda like in your dream world, you know, it's like you're on a phone conversation, right? And then all of a sudden, the speakerphone got turned on. <laughs> and your spouse, whoever else is in that room, can now hear what's going on in that dream world. <laughs> it seem like that would apply to whatever that thought is in your mind at that time. You know, you That's right. About it it's going to leak out. Partner. So I would, yeah, exactly, anybody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want to get into business with somebody, you're not sure if there's somebody you could trust, you know, just go, our house is on fire tonight. Can I come over (laughs) and sleep with you? Can I sleep? I'll just bring a cop, right? And then stay awake and see if he has the speakerphone on in his dream world. And listen, 
because that is going to expose their true intentions. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are great questions, earlier. Lamont. You put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, well, I'm trying. Here, uh, you did we a great job. Earlier, and I, want, I don't want to keep jumping back and forth, but we're talking about uh, healing dreams. Uh, if mm-hmm. a person have any kind of physical ailments, is is it possible? Because I know we talked we talked about, you know, uh, us being a vessel and the whole spiritual side of it. Right. And um, I know a lot of cultures believe that we can heal ourselves in a lot of situations. So do you do you feel like doing these your healing dreams that you were speaking of? Can that happen, or is there any connection with that? Or if I'm absolutely, I'm yeah. Here. And I, I was also my gift of healing was was awakened in when I was 39 years of age, and I kept a diary of an angel appeared, an angel of God appeared to me, and I was catapulted into another dimension. Um, and I was told because of my tremendous faith and love of God that I was given this gift of healing to help other people as well and to become aware of him, um, that he still exists, he still performs healings, he still performs miracles through people and through vessels. And so in a dream state, it's so important, you know, like if somebody has, if two people have cancer, let's say, how come one person is healed of that cancer and another person isn't? Well, because, you know, I've laid hands on many thousands of people and animals and most of the people did receive a physical healing. They did. Their prayers were answered, where, for whatever reason, medical doctors, surgery, chemotherapy, whatever, was not able to help. And then I laid hands on them, and, and they were healed. But, of course, I don't take any of the credit. This is God's giving. I mean, he just works through me, and his presence has healed those people. But when you're taking it on a one-on-one individual level through the dream world, you ask, well, why some people are healed and some are not? Well, some is their soul contract, and it's it's all predetermined. It's whatever the soul basically, you know, the purpose of the soul, and if it's in fact it's part of their uh, uh, to continue and to be healed in their physical body. Uh, and others are instantly healed. So it's the intention of the person and also their soul contract as well. And when they go to sleep at night, this is where I also implement the self-hypnosis, but I also tell people to to see themselves heal, again, to overcome whatever it is. You know, don't feel that the cancer cells or stroke or whatever it might be that the human doctors call it is bigger or badder than you. This is where you need to get into, enter into a state of grace. You really do. Stillness, peace with God. And just give it to God. You know, let your will be done. And you'll feel that presence come over you. You'll feel the peace. You'll feel the grace. You'll feel his, literally his palm on you. And you visualize, so to say, the cancerous cells being washed by the white light and God's presence and love. So the power of visualization and, and, the, and the power of seeing yourself creating a different outcome, seeing yourself healed. And if you can experience this over and over again in a dream state, it's really, really beneficial. 
because all things are created in the spiritual realm first because we're spirit. And the physical world is like the dream world. It's the reflection. It's a mirror reflection of what our soul and spirit have already conceded to do. So if, in fact, we can see ourselves healed already in our dream state, and it is God's will for us to be healed and part of our soul's path, then if we can do that in our spiritual dimension, then automatically the body has no choice, but it has to concede, and it will heal itself. So it's a matter of becoming synchronized, the spirit and the soul first, and then with God's will and God's blessing. And then it will, in fact, automatically mirror and transmute the human cells. And I've seen it a million times in my lifetime already, how people are able to transmute their human bodies because of their soul, because of their conscious choice on a soul level. And with God's blessings, they're able to do it. Fantastic. That was awesome. I'm like I asked another good question. I'm your I'm your cheerleader. I'm Rob Ra Lamont. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm like you got a grin on me all the way. You know, I never know when I pick up the phone and I'm talking to a new host. <laughs> I never know where we're going, but I can tell you you're getting me warm and fuzzy feelings and teddy bear. I'm like, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah so you made my fantastic. day. <laughs> fantastic, yes. I'm I'm definitely enjoying you because um, I, I need to practice on my my own interpretation of my dreams because sometimes, boy, I have issues with shutting down my mind. You know, I like I have too many <laughs> minds, too many minds going all at the same time. You know. Well, start with that. Go to Patreon. Get that one about the overachievers. You can get it tonight. And just start playing it before you go to sleep. And then it's best to do it every night before you go to sleep until you're basically programmed, okay, so that when you hit the pillow, you don't need that external assistance. You know you can go to bed, and you now know how to turn off because you've already been programmed. Now you know how to do it. So the, the self-hypnosis videos that I create, you know, are, are just like a guide, you know. I'm just a guide getting you there and teaching you. It's okay. You can do this, okay? And, and then poof, you go. And I'm telling you, I've had some of the – I mean, I even had mafia guys in Las Vegas that I worked with, you know, on healing and the self-hypnosis work and the intuitive work. And, you know, and those guys are really keyed up. You know, so yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Great. I'm definitely make sure that all my compadres get a hold to it too, because I know a bunch of workaholics. But listen, we down to the last minute and a half of the show, uh, Clementina. Tell everybody again where they can go get the book. How they can get in touch with you? Okay, it's www.spiritualwisdomtv.com. Dot com spiritualwisdomtv.com and my self hypnosis videos are in a library on patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash self hypnosis it's been a blast clementina marie we definitely definitely enjoyed you tremendously and for those listeners that don't join this late the show will be available in like a minute 
every everywhere so you can hear it in its entirety and I'm sure you may want to go listen. Some powerful stuff there. Clementina, we enjoyed you so much and please come back and see us again. Oh, anytime. Love it. Okay. All right, have some really great dreams tonight now. Okay? And I have and I will and I'm go practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Lamont. It was an absolute pleasure. And thank you, too, for joining us. Miss Clemma Clementina Marie Giovanetti, go check her out. She's the bomb. Going to help you out a lot and help you get rid of some of that stress that we all got. So come back and join us next week. Same time, it's your boy Lamont K. Diddy Patterson, and you listen to Can't a Player Play. Much love and happiness. I want to welcome y'all to Club Coffee Smoke. Y'all make some noise over here, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah.